Yeah. It's like being invited to a banquet and told you can watch everybody eat, but you can't. Wow, yeah. You know? Yeah. When I'm there, I'm like everybody else. You know, like... Do you th and do you think that's getting... Like, thinking about where you live. Do you live downtown, I take it? You yeah, well, downtown Waterloo, yeah. Okay. So do you find that's getting more more so? Like oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're getting wall-to-wall uh, -wall condos. You know, among other things, but... Uh, like they aren't building any, they aren't building any any units for uh, for people like me. Yeah, yeah. But I can but I can see all this stuff going up, and I can see all the other people, you yeah. know, enjoying them. Yeah. So how how does that make you feel? Uh, on the outside looking in. Yeah. Because, um, well, like here, I can't even afford rent. In Cuba, I'm building a goddamn house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just a daily, a daily grind. Like, you know, like, uh, I'm seeing all, all, all these, all, the, all, all, all the stuff and all these changes. Yeah. But none of them are for me. Huh. Why do you think that is? Money. Simply, simply a matter. Of, see, I don't know if you know this or not. On ODS, well, it's even lower on OW, but ODSP, the shelter allowance is four hundred and seventy-nine dollars. Mm. You can't rent anything for four hundred seventy-nine dollars. Yeah. And even when they talk, you know, even when they talk about, which is which, I don't really believe it anyway. But the, you know, they, they talk about uh, building affordable housing. It's still not going to be affordable for 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 people like me. Mm -hmm. You know, like when they say affordable, I say affordable for whom? Yeah, I ask that question a lot too when I'm speaking to, um, you know, people who are building it or people or some of the politicians. So it's really interesting to hear from your perspective and and to hear that question. Is this is that a question that sort of you discuss a lot with your friends and? Uh, no, it's not something that. Well, I mean, I'll discuss it with some of my more affluent friends, but uh, uh, just so that they know what it's like. Yeah. But generally, no, because it's, uh, you know, like, it's not a matter of discussing it. It should be a matter of changing it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I could, you know, I, I mean, I, I could talk about this till I turn blue, but yeah. it's not going to change anything. Yeah. So what do you think would need to happen to change it? Uh, well, I, what I think needs to happen, but I, I'm convinced that it won't happen, um, is a start. The social assistance rates, they need to be, they need to be at least doubled. Mm -hmm. What happened? Um, this goes back to I think what, 1995 with Mike Harris mm -hmm. he, uh, he, uh, he 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 rolled back OW by by 22% and he froze ODSP mm -hmm. well they stayed frozen for 11 years yeah. and during that year that time we had about about 3 or 4% inflation and then 
other liberals came in, um, they they started giving increases of one and two percent a year, which were actually less than the rate of inflation. So all the liberals did for the 13 years that they've been in power is they basically maintained the Harris freeze. Mm -hmm. uh, so just for example, when I first moved to Waterloo, or uh, Kitchener, that was in 1997. Mm -hmm. I had just gone on ODSP. Mm -hmm. I rented, uh, it was a basement apartment in the house, but it, 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 it was like a normal sized apartment, a kitchen, living room, bedroom. It was, it in, was up, in uptown. Uh, it was a, on, on top of the hill on, on Cedar Street in Kitchener. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, and I and I paid uh, 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 market rent for the place. This was 1997. I paid $280 a month for rent. And on ODSP, I think then it was like it was like 900 bucks a month. It, and I was I was reasonably comfortable. I mean, I was still poor, but but uh, the shelter allowance then I th I don't remember what it was, but it it was it was probably about about two hundred eighty dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's four hundred seventy nine, but the rents have tripled, mm -hmm. at least tripled. Mm -hmm. But you know, but the but the but the uh, shelter allowance has gone up by. Uh, by 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you say you're paying 200 odd, about, about 280, I think. 280, yeah. And um, ODSP 900. I mean, that fits within. Yeah. You know, a third less than a third of income going to rent, which is what they say you, you should. What it should be. What yeah. it should be. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, now in, in 2019, it's 479 dollars. Yeah. And you can't like you can't rent anything for that. Yeah. And the reason that I'm not optimistic about about things changing is the politicians know this. They know you can't rent anything for for 480 bucks a month, mm -hmm. but they just don't care. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so you moved here in '97. Yeah. So what brought What brought you here? I the last job I had. Well. I worked for I worked for about twelve years at Atomic Energy Mississauga. That was back in the eighties uh, uh, and early nineties. Mm -hmm. I got laid off. I went back to school. I got my uh, class, my my AZ license for driving truck, and uh, I drove a company truck for about two years. And then I bought my own truck, and I did that had that for about two and a half years. And uh, basically, I went broke. I was uh, physically and mentally burned out, and I ended up. Uh, I had a stepson who, who was living in in, uh, in in Waterloo, and when I gave up when I gave up uh, uh, trucking, my last trip I've been out, I've been out for I've been out on the road for about two months straight, wow. and when I got back, I had an apartment in Hamilton. That's where that's where I was living, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I had been there for two months. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even know if I had a place to go back to there. And my stepson, he lived in in Waterloo. I just showed up at his place and and, and uh, I crashed there for about six weeks. And then uh, I went to see a doctor. They put me in the hospital, and uh, the doctor ended up putting me on ODSP. And I just I, I just ended up staying here. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you lived on Cedar Street, and maybe just talk me through some of the, some of the places you've lived since you know over the yeah, last while, uh, and, and what you've seen as changes, why you've why you've moved. Like, just yeah. give, give me a little okay. picture of. Well, okay, every year it, the rents went up, and the and uh, the my audience people it was frozen, so it got it got. It, Every time I moved, I went, I, I, I went down, you know, right. to, from uh, that place I had on Cedar Street. That that was that was that was actually quite reasonable. Uh, they ended up selling the house, I, so I had to move, and then uh, and then uh, I don't remember all the places that I lived in, but I went through a series of. Uh, uh, of rooms and rooming houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the last rooming house I was in was really bad. It was a it was a crack house, mm-hmm. and it was just it was just just nuts. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, the police finally closed the place down, but that that was that was in uh, in Kitchener on uh, uh, Cameron Street. Okay. Between Cam- between Weber and, and King Street. Okay. Yeah, there used to be a coffee type donut shop there on King Street, mm-hmm. and this, this, uh, that, that was a hangout for prostitutes. So what they would do, they'd turn their tricks there, and then they'd go up to the, the house where I was living in, and there, there was a, a dealer selling crack. So they, they'd make make twenty bucks or whatever to go go there and buy their crack and smoke it. Right. So there was there was. People wandered through the house at all hours of the day and night. It was yeah. just—it was just nuts. Yeah. And eventually, the cops—they uh, got after the landlord and shut the place down. Mm-hmm. That was—that was the worst place. But that wasn't—that wasn't untypical. Yeah. Yeah. Are there still like? Are there still places like oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't been in one for you know for ten years, but yeah, yeah. I know they're still out there. Yeah. So where are you living now? You said up. You said you're an uptown. Well, this was this was this this said this is just 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 uh, like a temporary place, and and I'm kind of in a jam right now because because I need to move. Uh, a friend of mine, she 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 had she has a house in Waterloo, and. Uh, she knew she knew that I was looking for a place and it had to be cheap because I'm sending money to Cuba. Mm-hmm. So she offered to rent me uh, her basement, but uh, that hasn't worked out because uh, I, the house is an old house and she and she doesn't have any money for maintenance. Well, the the drain for the whole house runs under the basement floor, and the basement floor or the the drain is. It uh, it's falling apart. I've had I've had I've had three floods in the last uh, last uh, four months. Yeah. Uh, the toilet backs up all the time. The shower doesn't work. I have to go to the soup kitchen for a shower. Right. Uh, and uh, she had a plumber to look at the at the drain, and he, he he he's told her that the whole drain is shot. They need to tear up the whole basement floor and put a new drain in. Oh dear! And she doesn't really have any money for that, yeah. but she's worried now about about uh, about mold from all the water, mm-hmm. you know. So 
I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be out of there actually, actually by 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 the first of May, but it's not going to happen because I haven't been able to find any place. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to find a place for July, because I'm going to be away for the whole month of June. Yes. And I don't really want to pay rent for a place I'm not going to be in. Yes. Yeah. So that's where I am right now. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of in a jam. Yeah. Is it tougher these days to find those kind of apartments that that people on on ODSP can afford like is it has it gotten oh, tougher or is oh it, yeah, yeah yeah and and what you get is you know it's barely most places like they're they're barely livable you know mm-hmm. they're, they're uh, now in Waterloo right now there's lots of student apartments you know rooms for rent mm-hmm. the problem is that I've got a cat mm-hmm. and almost all all the ones I've been looking at a Kijiji, you know, you know, no pets or not pet friendly, whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what to like the, this cat. I've had I've had him for about eight years, you know. And uh, you know, like when you live alone, something something as simple as a pet becomes really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Yeah. And are a lot of the houses, are they kind of in the downtown, uptown area? Are there houses further out, apartments further out that are well, available? Like where? I guess there are some further out, but I mean, I'm not even looking at those because, because I don't, you know, I don't have a vehicle either. Mm-hmm. So, so like they're, they're, and, the other thing, and I'm not sure how they get away with this, like in Waterloo in particular, there's all kinds of places uh, uh, for students. Mm-hmm. But that's all. That's all they. All they. All they will take is, is students. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like. I don't know how they could discriminate against people like that. Yeah. But they get away with it. So. Yeah. Like, if you walked if you walked through the neighborhoods of Waterloo, you see all all, all kinds of signs of places. You know, uh, you know, student room for rent or student apartment. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a student. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how. How that works? Maybe there are rules about well, building it. Well, or? there obviously is, but yeah. they made some some special uh, exception for mm. you know for students. Yeah. yeah. Maybe let, uh, tell me about some of the changes you've seen in Kitchener Waterloo since you've been oh, here. You've well, been here a long time, so yeah. What? How? What are some big changes you've, you're noticing? The big thing is. Uh, uh, is uh, these condos, mm-hmm. and if, and if you get down closer to like uh, our university, they're just condos. They're student condos. Yeah. But uh, like, w- what these developers are doing, they're buying. They'll buy up. Uh, they'll buy up two, three, or four older houses mm-hmm. that are perfectly good, but they're just you know. Yep. And uh, they tear them down, clear the lot, and they put up a condo. Yeah. And uh, like they're like right where I, where I'm living now, uh, which is like Elgin and King Street. They bought, they bought, they bought three three decent older houses, and uh, they're building a condo there now. And they're advertising, uh, you know, starting at four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, like where. A lot, a lot of these older houses that they they might have been tearing down, more than just 
being single-family houses, a lot of them, uh, they would rent out rent out uh, like uh, rooms or apartments, mm -hmm. you know, for you know, which is which is how they would help pay pay their mortgage yeah. too. Yeah. But like they're all disappearing. Yeah. I've I've noticed that too. I mean, I I've seen examples. We live near the Ontario Dye Corporation. Oh yeah. Um, and they've just this weekend they've boarded up, fenced around some of the houses that are going to be torn down beside it. Yeah. And the whole thing's going to be leveled. Yeah. Yeah. When you see these signs, you know, condos four hundred thousand. What 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 goes through your mind? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me bad. You know, like I mean, it, no. Uh, it just. It just reinforces, you know, my feeling of, of being alienated. It just, it just, it, it's like, it's a, like they're rubbing it in, you know. Hmm. Yeah. And you've described you've described the condos, and, and I've I've been here a couple of years, and even in that time, the condos for me are some of the big dramatic changes. Um, what about some of the the social changes in terms of people that are living in? You know, in, oh, in the well, neighborhoods, that you, you know. And, well, I, I will think, like, when I was living uh, on top of that, of the hill, hill on Cedar Street, mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of a, it was, it was becoming kind of a rough area. Mm -hmm. But uh, it did provide homes and, and also social outlets for low-income people who, who lived there. And uh, the city uh, decided they didn't want these kind of people around, so they they did a, a big thing of gentrification for that whole the whole area around around, around King and Cedar, and uh, they've basically driven driven out all of the all of the low income people. Now I don't know where they went or where they, but I mean. They didn't die, so they've gone, you know. Yeah. But they've just driven them out. Yeah. So what did they? What did they do? Like what you say they? they well, they they they, they 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 bought up they bought up all all of the all of the more rundown properties, tore them down, and like uh, that's where that's where the uh, uh, where they built uh, uh, the market among other things, and then. Uh, on the, all the streets, like just behind there, uh, they've got it's it's kind of like a little boutique area, you know, for for you know uh, businesses. Mm -hmm. Like uh, on the laneway. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like there has been a not just accidental. There's been a real deliberate and conscious campaign in uh, in in Kitchener to uh, kind of drive out these pe people who, th who by their standards are, you know, are, are not as desirable to have around. Mm -hmm. Just an example, and this is what I'm, I'm really concerned about on this, on this LRT, when they get that going. Uh, they're, they're going to go on this so-called honor system for the fares, mm -hmm. but they're going to have inspectors who will come along and, and, and oh, they're saying that they will stop people at random and ask them to show proof of the affair. I'm really concerned about that because, like my experience with this, with Waterloo and Kitchener, with with their attitudes towards 
uh, low-income people uh, that these these spot checks on the LRT they won't be at random. They'll be they'll be targeting people that with their prejudices that they don't think should be there. Uh, so they'll be they'll be targeting low-income people, people that aren't dressed you know perfectly or, or maybe are, aren't all that clean or whatever. They'll be the ones who'll be targeted for their fares. And the other thing is, because it's the honor system, like right now, if you don't have if you don't have bus fare, you can't get on the bus because the driver won't let you on. Mm -hmm. But what will happen if you don't have any money? And most people on social assistance, by the middle of the month, they're broke. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any money, but you need to go somewhere, say for a medical appointment or whatever, and you can get on the LRT without paying a fare, and there and there's probably a 90, a 99% chance you get away with it, mm -hmm. you're going to do it mm -hmm. out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, but when they, when they have an inspector on, those, are, those will be the people that will get targeted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, like, I doubt they'll be targeting uh, someone in a, in a business suit who is going to one of the one of those, those high-tech mm -hmm. offices, mm -hmm. they won't be checking him for uh, make sure he's paid his fare, but mm -hmm. someone like me, who, you know, who, whose clothes are maybe a bit scruffy, mm -hmm. hey, let's check this guy out. He, yeah. You know, that, it's not going to be at random. It's yeah. Gonna, yeah. You know, like, it's not going to, it's not going to, it's going to be, uh, uh, trying to think of the word, it won't be racial profiling, although that will be part of it too, but it'll be social profiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, um, uh, it's certainly a, a, a real concern, I think. Well, I lived abroad for a number of years, and we had trams, LRTs in the city I was living in, and they would, they would do a lot of checks, and they would check everybody, right? Um, where it was different was what line tended to get checked more yeah. often. So we lived at kind of a junction of two lines. One line went through like quite wealthy neighborhoods to get downtown. The other went through some of the poorest neighborhoods in the country, in fact. What city downtown. was that? This was in The Hague in the Netherlands. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it went through some of the poorest neighborhoods, right? And this tram line, number 12, had a reputation of being, you know, not the nicest right. route. Um, and our house was sort of right where those two crossed. And I took the, the other tram more often because it was, went to where I needed to go. But most times, or a lot of times, when I took this line 12 through the poor areas, the inspectors came on and they checked. And they yeah. checked everybody because that's, you know, but they were checking on the basis of, where, you know, low income. There was also a racial dimension to that as well. So I think it's a really... Um, a valid concern of how are they going to check where, who, when, right? That's well, I just, I just know that it won't be random, like they're calling yeah. it random. It yeah. won't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And the other thing, too, with 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 this so-called honor system, if you need to go someplace and you don't have any money, what are you going to... You know, like, they're offering you this opportunity to try it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know... Like, I know, like, like, if I was in a situation and I had to go somewhere, I would. Yeah. 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 I want to come back to the LRT, but you mentioned, even before I, I asked you, you mentioned about gentrification. And it's, 
that's what I study a lot um, in, in my research, and particularly the perspectives of people who don't normally feature and, you know, people who aren't the gentrifiers, right? Um, what does that term mean to you? Uh, it means uh, if you want to get the highest return on your investment, uh, you could build up. You could build up a, a condominium or an apartment. Uh, where you might rent it, rent it out for two thousand dollars a month. Uh, that that would be a far better investment than building uh, much uh, much cheaper apartments. Because say you're ready to place it for seven hundred dollars a month, uh, it wouldn't cost you twice as much to build a place that you could rent out for two thousand dollars a month. It might cost you a little bit more, but not not double. Yeah. But your return is going to be double. Yeah. So that's what's driving gentrification, and what it means to me is uh, using the market system to maximize your profit, regardless of the effect it has on people. You should, you should come speak to my students because that's exactly what I try and convey to them that it's not just about people's preferences. It's about money, right? Yeah. And, and it's, all, it's, all, it's only about money. Yeah. 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 No, I think, I think that's incredibly, um, incredibly perceptive. Do you see it happening a lot in, in Kitchener-Waterloo? Uh, it's been happening a lot for a long time, but the pace has just rapidly increased in the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, like, I noticed this eight or ten years ago, mm -hmm. but now it's like it's like almost almost every every couple of weeks I see uh, more more and more places being knocked down and more stuff going up. Yeah. And uh, especially like like where I'm right now, like the water along King Street. Mm -hmm. Almost every couple of weeks, you see something, you know, a, 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 a big sign going up. You know, you know, building this new condo. And yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it's gotten more intense the last few years? Uh, large, a, a big part of it is 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 that uh, uh, Toronto has become unaffordable for so many people, uh, and there's a lot of people who are are moving from Toronto. To hear because uh, it's still cheap because while the prices are, are still outrageous, it's still way cheaper than Toronto. Mm -hmm. And you know they they talk about building the well it'll take it'll take a while, but you know this all day back and forth uh, coast service, mm -hmm. which is a good thing, except that that's going to increase the it's going to worsen the housing situation here. Yeah. Because it'll make it easier for people to do this. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that I'm, I'm 
sort of thinking about as well with all these improvements that come along in terms of quality of life. Well, you know? improvements, but for whom? <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so where, where I'm thinking, and you're, you're really resonating with some of the things I've been thinking about lately is, um, you know, you get these things like the LRT, like um, bike lanes, like the two-way all-day go service. It makes an area more attractive more expensive, yeah. more exclusive, and there's no policy to protect people against all those price increases, yeah. right? Um, so I've been thinking probably in a similar vein to what, what, what you're thinking in terms of, um, you know, these consequences, right, of, of some of these, you know, improvements in quotation marks. Um, and then again, that question of who's able to benefit, right? Yeah, like I know it's not going to benefit me. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> not do, in the least. Yeah. Do you do you use transit to get around? Well, yeah, I have to. Yeah. So is you know is the LRT? We we've, you've talked about the no. the, the fare thing. Is it the LRT will be basically useless for me? Okay. In fact, it'll make things work. It'll make things a bit worse for me. Why is that? Because uh, yeah. the LRT to begin with. Uh, the stops are way too far apart, and it doesn't go to where I need to go. Mm -hmm. It's basically to serve like Conestoga Mall, uh, all uh, all those business developments around uh, around uh, uh, where uh, it's not Wim anymore. Blackberry, Blackberry. yeah, North. yep. Uh, and uh, some of these big condo developments. Mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> And what they're going to do, when that gets running, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to reduce a lot of the bus routes. But uh, just for example, I think and this is coming in the next few months, I I phoned up Grand River Transit to complain, but it didn't, it didn't do any good. Mm -hmm. What they're doing, the bus terminal started in a few months. They're going to uh, the number seven, the number four, and a couple other buses, which are buses I use. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go to the terminal anymore. So they, the idea being so they can better link up with the LRT. Mm -hmm. Well, the whole idea of a bus terminal is a center. It's a center where the buses meet, where you can make connections. Mm -hmm. But now these buses don't go to the terminal. But the LRT won't won't be of much use to me either. Mm -hmm. And if you're just walking, that's one thing. But like. Uh, I get most of my food from like the soup kitchen, the various food banks, a couple of churches, stuff like that. So when I go out to out, I'm usually carrying something, or at least coming back, I'm carrying you know something fairly heavy. Yeah. Uh, if you have to walk any distance carrying something, it's it's not good. Yeah. And uh, like the LRT, it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna serve me very well. Mm -hmm. But it's gonna. But they will. They will. They will reduce the number of buses, and they're gonna get rid of some bus routes. Mm -hmm. So the LRT is not. It's just. It's not. It's not gonna serve me at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where do you? What's your sort of? Where do you go in terms of in Kitchener Waterloo? Like, what's your okay, geography? Yeah, you say? okay. Well, okay, right now, like, I'm living uh, like Pepper Street in Waterloo, like yep. that's Algon and King. Yep. Okay. So, 
uh, I don't go to the soup kitchen. Like soup kitchen, it's just over here on uh, Victoria. On Victoria, yes. Yeah. So I don't go there every day, but maybe uh, two or three days a week, because I get I get I get uh, uh, can't like canned 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 food to take home. Mm-hmm. I'll have a meal there sometimes. If, like I'm diabetic too, so I have to watch what I eat. Yeah. And a lot of times, the food they've got they they serve there. It's pretty bad some days, so okay. I don't eat there every day. Right. Or, but I, I get, I've got a couple uh, empty plastic, uh, like two-liter juice yep. bottles. I fill them up with coffee, so I take okay. coffee home. Okay. So I'll go there two or three days a week. Uh, the other place I go to, uh, about once a month or every, about no, uh, about once every two months. I go to uh, there's a, a a church at uh, Weber and uh, Weber in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a they have a, a food hamper program. Okay. They only use that six times a year, so I go about every two months. Right. In Waterloo, the, the other place I go to uh, at uh, uh, Bridgeport, Bridgeport is between Dorset and Albert. Uh, Emmanuel uh, Church. Oh yeah, they have this Bridgeport Cafe mm-hmm. uh, four days a week, and uh, the food there—they don't serve meals, but uh, but but they keep bringing out more and more food. Okay, and the food there is generally good stuff, or at least like there's a selection of stuff. So if I don't eat at the soup kitchen, I will definitely eat there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Those are those are the places that I go to like on a, on a regular basis. Like, yeah. Yeah. And do you normally walk or take the bus or well, both? I got right now. I I've got to walk up walk up to King Street to get a bus. So that's that's about that's uh, a bit more than a quarter quarter of a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I, I usually end up walking a fair bit from the from from to and from the bus stops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the bus stops will get me get me close to where I need to go, but not not usually right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see how the LRT is not really going to factor into. Well, it's going to make it's going to make some things a bit worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know of people who you know as? Downtown's becoming more expensive, and some of this um, more affordable housing is is disappearing. Do you know people who are now moving further out? I don't. You said, I, you, you said it wasn't of interest to you, but do you know of? Well, most people can't because of, of, of transportation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing too with this gentrification. Uh, there are some subsidized housing. Things available, mm-hmm. but they tend like I've got a friend who he lives in a, in a subsidized apartment through uh, Waterloo Regional. It's, it's called uh, uh, Threshold, I think now. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, they put him out in an apartment building way out by uh, uh, Bleems Road. Mm-hmm. It takes him two bus like say uh, it takes him two buses to get it. Anywhere near downtown, mm-hmm. like there's no services out there. Yeah, the apartment building has got a huge parking lot because to live out there, you're expected to have a car. Mm-hmm. 
It, that's really the only way you get around. Well, that, that's where that's where the. I don't think. I, I think what's happened these these agencies who run subsidized housing, it's not a written it's not a written policy, but what I think what they do it's kind of like self censoring. What they do to keep to keep the city happy, keep the grants coming, they purposely don't put people in like around like downtown where where, where all the services are. So they put them way out in the booties. <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that because I have heard speaking with policymakers and speaking with people in local governments, and again, it's not written in policy, right? Oh yeah. But this you idea you couldn't get away with that. Yeah, this idea that the LRT opens up possibilities to build more subsidized housing further out where land is cheaper. So I've heard that from the other side. So it's interesting to hear your perspective on on it from the sort of experience of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they can say that too, but they aren't going to build more subsidized housing. No. Even, you know, because yeah. it's simply the market. Mm -hmm. You know, why would you build subsidized housing when you can build uh, 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 high-end market yeah. housing? Yeah. yeah. So do you... We talked earlier about, um, like in the in downtown and uptown, the the really affordable housing. A lot of it is it's becoming harder to find. It's yeah. becoming more expensive. You described examples of where it disappears. Well, also, you know, for subsidized housing, uh, I've given up on that. Like, there's about a seven-year waiting list. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, what's the point? Yeah. So are you kind of stuck in the private market housing then? Is well, that that's what. Until you move to Cuba. <laughs> well, that's this is this is part of my reasoning too. Yeah. 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 So what's what's happening to people if the if these obviously they're not building more subsidized housing, a lot of the low rent housing downtown is disappearing. What what's what's well, happening to people? What are well how are people surviving? What I've noticed just in the in the last uh, two years, like at the soup kitchen. Uh, the crowds there have almost doubled in the last two years. Yeah. So people people are paying. Uh, they're using they're using what should be their food budget to pay for rent because the because the like the shelter allowance on social assistance doesn't cover the rent. Yeah. So. Uh, People's people's standard of living and their dignity is just going every year gets, gets hammered down a little bit more. Yeah. Like the crowds there at the at, at the kitchen, they've almost doubled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and no one would eat there if they didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think is the main cause of that? In your in your view. Well. In the first place, it's the social assistance rates. Don't cover, don't come anywhere near to covering what it actually costs to live, mm -hmm. even at even at a at a subsistence level. Yeah. So the, uh, that's the first thing. Yeah. And the second thing is that uh, almost total lack of building actual affordable housing mm -hmm. for people. Yeah. Really, uh, really insightful. Um, 
Yeah, so what would you like to see happen? Well, it ain't going to happen, but... Basically, uh, it would take uh, almost a complete 180-degree switch in, in people's attitudes mm -hmm. towards uh, 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 towards poverty. Like, poverty could be eliminated. This is not, you know, we're in one of the richest countries on Earth. And there is no, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, economic need for for people to live like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, it could be changed. Just for an example, uh, the the Tories scrapped as soon as they got elected uh, that uh, that uh, that guaranteed income project. Mm -hmm. uh, They've tried that in other places where 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 it has worked. Something something like that. That would that would be a major thing. Mm -hmm. Would where if if they had a guaranteed annual income for people at at a livable level, mm -hmm. uh, they could do away with all this, all this huge bureaucracy with with social services. Uh, If if people if people could live decently and didn't have to like like I spend I spend my whole week look uh, out getting food like I go out in the morning I'm not back till five in the afternoon because I I've, I've had to go to all these different places to get yeah. get six cans of something here two cans you know whatever yeah uh, if I wasn't doing that if I didn't have to do that. I could be doing I could be doing something useful with my time. Yeah, what would you want to do with your time? Well, I've worked all my life up until up until 1997, 1998. Uh, I'm I'd be doing I I would be doing something constructive. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it would be, but yeah, I, I would find something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add? You think? No, I, I think we've I think we've covered it pretty okay. much. This has been really, really insightful for me. Um, I've certainly learned a lot. But you can, I think, I think you can see. Okay, have you ever been to Cuba? No. Okay. The condition. Okay, the people are fantastic. The country's a mess. Everything's broken, cobbled up. The living standards by by Canadian standards, they're they're really low. Mm -hmm. But I think you can see like why I feel more comfortable there. Mm -hmm. Because they aren't building wall-to-wall condos. People people live in pretty rough housing, but there's no homeless people. Yeah. There's no food banks. Yeah. Like the the living standards are low, but uh, people aren't excluded. Right. We're here. Living standards are phenomenally high, mm -hmm. but I'm excluded. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I can. I can and see like, that. Like I feel, I feel more at home there than I do here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck with your house there and with hopefully a, a new life there. And it does sound very exciting. Well, also, 
when I started when I started working on this project several years ago, I thought about it and, and like I don't really have anything to lose. Yeah. Like I mean, moving to Cuba, I mean, that could blow up in my face too. Yeah. I don't think it will, but you know, like anything's possible. Yeah. But I got nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I can stay. I can stay here as I am. Every year I get a bit older. Every year my health gets a little bit more shaky. Yeah. Every year life becomes more of a struggle. Like I got, I've got nothing to look forward to here. Things yeah. are just going to get worse yeah. until I die. At least, at least this, I've got something to work towards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a and, lot. You know, and that's what, that's what, that's what keeps me going too. Yeah. Best of luck. I hope it goes well for you. But thank you very much for You're uh, taking that.